I typically tell you all this, but I want to take a minute to tell myself, welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. It has been a minute, but I am refreshed, rejuvenated, and ready to get back to giving your ears engaging literacy content and educator-specific episodes every single Monday. Now, a question I have been asked is, where have you been? I mentioned on episode 139 that I was going to be taking a break. That was back mid-June. I am certain most of you took that break as prioritizing summer and taking time to rest. And, well, summer ended, and here we are, the beginning of October. So this week's episode, I guess you can call it my comeback episode, is going to be very personal, and I am sharing about my absence. So if you are ready, let's dive in. Welcome to the Literacy Dive Podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Ah, I cannot believe I am back on the Literacy Dive podcast. Finally hooking my microphone back up, hooking up my podcast equipment. 15 weeks. It truly seems unreal. And while I would love to say that I was just taking the summer off, it actually is a bit more complex than that. I truly thought about jumping back in like I never left, feeding you literacy ideas and resources to kickstart your school year. But before I do all of that, I do want to share where I've been. I have been asked and I am now ready to answer in full. The truth is, life got pretty tough. I moved to Tennessee back in 2021 and that adjustment was real. I'm not going to lie. However, I am resilient. I am a military brat, a product of two army parents, and my entire life was moving from place to place to place. So, I would like to think that I'm fairly adaptable, and through all of that moving, I've learned that change is hard, but it also can be good. So I felt called to leave Houston with a church that was set to plant in Nashville, Tennessee. And despite my love for Houston, I knew I was being led into a new season, so I made the preparations I could in order to transition. So naturally, my move to Tennessee resulted in me having to resign from my teaching position in Texas. And with that resignation, I had to decide on coming to Tennessee and jumping into a school here or changing my pace and working on my side business in a fuller capacity. Now, the school year of 2020 was the hardest for me. And honestly, it was the worst school year I had in my entire teaching career That began in 2006. But this school year had nothing to do with my students, 
with their families, with my coworkers, or even COVID. We got a new principal who was honestly beyond toxic. And for the first time in my teaching career, I experienced racism by an administrator. You talk about a shakeup. This completely shook my world, but I'm honestly not even on here to harp on that. I just need to give you the background context (laughs) for getting to the future. So through that season, it was so difficult, but I had to continuously wake up and focus on my why. And my why were the kids. They were my students. And I figured out how to just conquer the day. I made it through the school year, and that was that. Soon after 2021 rolls around, and that's when I get this, you know, revelation push that I'm about to move. So when I moved, I was actually very hesitant to jump into any new school. I figured, okay, maybe Tennessee will bring about a new environment and a better positive administration, and it would just be completely awesome. But then also, I knew that it could be the opposite, like what I had just left. I had a series of incredible administrators, and it literally was the last one before I resigned that just ruined it all for me. So now I'm in the middle of this transition from Texas to Tennessee, and as I start sharing it with my audience, a lot of you all knew when I was going through that transition because When I was called to go to this church, that was in the beginning of 2020, but I actually did not move until nearly the middle of 2021. It took me a little bit of time to just kind of really make that transition. And I was very transparent about my upcoming move, and I actually got presented with a potential literacy specialist position, which ended up falling through at the end because of funding. But that was a position that I was actually seriously interested in possibly taking with a site in school that was unseen. But it fell through. And so honestly, at that moment, I just took that as a sign to take this risk and, you know, heal, recoup from the toxic school year I had and to adjust to my new city and state and also just work on the side businesses that I had been pouring my heart and time into while teaching full time. Now, a big key piece to this is that I also moved with a church that was the whole reason of me transitioning, so I also felt committed to seeing what role I could play within the church. And so pretty soon, I became kids director, never having done that before, and it was super challenging, but I honestly used my gifting of curriculum and my my knowledge of children plus the Lord to guide me. And so I just kind of dived into that. Now, I was still teaching kids in this role, but it was just in a different capacity. But in short, I ended up leaving that church about six months after we officially launched. So now I'm just in Nashville trying to create a life for myself, trying to get settled and and figure out how to make you know, friends and community, I just found myself going through another healing process. So before long, I ended up becoming a substitute teacher because one, I truly missed teaching kids. And honestly, through subbing, I could show up and I could clock out at the contracted time and truly just do what I love, which was teaching. And so it honestly seemed perfect. It also helped me to get into schools 
I could be able to see the climate for myself. I could observe the community. I could see the staff interactions with each other, how they engaged with the principal. It was just a great way for me to have my eyes open as like an outsider to really kind of get the inside scoop of what's going on in some schools. I honestly would 10-10 recommend subbing as a way to shop before you commit, especially if you are a product of toxicity in your school. So essentially, I went from being busy, 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 nonstop, busy in all caps in Houston, teaching, tutoring, serving at church full time, teaching summer school in the summers, babysitting, working on TPT resources, all of that to having more time than I even knew what to do with. So on one hand, I actually envisioned all that I would be able to create and accomplish with having so many additional hours in my day and so much less stress. So a part of me got really excited to just embark on this new journey. So now we are at the end of 2021, beginning 2022. At this point, I am barely sleeping. And by that is no exaggeration. I might have totaled, maybe at that time, two to three hours in total per night, but not consistent in a row. And then it just started getting worse from there. I was also going through these spurts of like really, really high activity and this this massive amount of stamina. And then I would have this like lack of energy and this like lack of motivation. And I realized that I really needed structure, although I absolutely hate schedules. I would see others around me because now I'm in this world of, you know, creating content and I have, you know, friends who are doing the same thing in the daytime. So I'm seeing others around me progressing, they're achieving, they're growing, they're mapping out calendars, they are, you know, batching ahead. I'm in these groups where, you know, it should be groups that are, you know, inspiring you and pushing you forward, but it was literally tearing me down and killing me on the inside. I felt stuck. I felt like I was losing. I felt like I was just inadequate. I was completely comparing myself to others, not recognizing any of the great things that I was doing or that I was accomplishing. I was focusing on what I didn't accomplish and what I was not doing. I found myself changing my lane to try to keep up with other people. I equated everyone that I associated with as successful, and I saw myself as the complete opposite. And this just got worse. I am at this point struggling like never before. But then suddenly, one day, I am just wide-eyed, standing still, and I realize, wait a minute, I actually have struggled like this before. I have always had to work harder than others to do simple tasks. The same thing applied for harder tasks. It was just, I had to work way harder for those harder tasks. I've always procrastinated, and I brought stress directly into my life by way of waiting until the very last minute, but that's just because things would be so overwhelming. I just put it off, put it off, put it off. And the very last minute for me was like the morning of or the night before something was due to complete a deadline. My gift was that I always got it done. And when it got done, you would never know that I just completed it. 
I would appear to be put together and so organized on the outside, but no one could see that I was actually the opposite, breaking down and barely holding on. Even from my classroom, people would say, there's no way you're type B. Look at your classroom. It's so neat. And on the inside, I'm like, well, I have figured out ways to make this happen. I quickly, in the beginning of the year, could identify two to three students who are super organized and they instantly became my helper. They would make sure my papers were straight. They would make sure all of the materials were organized and they would make sure that like my desk had things and they loved to do it. And it was, it was just a relationship that we had. But I would identify students who loved helping and I could actually use their love for wanting to help to actually help where I had a deficit. And so, yes, it did look like my room was always put together, but that was not me. No one could see what was actually happening on the inside. Despite me telling others, no, 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 I am so type B, it was like they argued me down, telling me that I didn't know myself and that I'm super type A based on X, Y, and Z. So this turned in to me having to mask. I became good at masking. It was hard to be honest about who I really was because when I tried to share who I was, people just were like, no way. And they would say it. They saw me as perfect. They saw me as good and like, I just have everything together. So who would want it any other way? However, it led me to feeling like I had to live up to these perfect standards and these perfect expectations that I had to continue to appear like the others had described me, because if they knew any differently, what would they think about me? Would they stop following me? Would they stop talking to me? I just didn't know, but that is why I became good at masking it. People would honestly say they have no idea how I manage and juggle all the things. And inside, I'm thinking, barely, I'm hanging on by a thread, but I usually just shrug it off, I smile, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I just, you know, and then we change the subject. But I knew the answer. I get so zoned in and hyper-fixated on things that I will make it my passion project or task of the week or the month, and I act out of impulse, so I often lack thinking things completely through from beginning to end. I just dive right in. So that leaves me to managing and having to juggle all of these things that I started or committed to. Except soon after, I will become uninterested in it. I will become bored. I will want to just like quit it, forget it, and just shove it off to the side. So now I'm struggling even more because I like to people please. I care about what others think of me. And so I will always get it done, but it's so hard. No one sees that I'm up late at night. Right now, it is currently 1.43 a.m., And I actually just posted in my Instagram stories that, you know, late nights are for podcasting. And I kind of shared that this is like my comeback episode, but no one knows and sees that I'm up late at night. And it's not because I'm a night owl. It's because I have fewer distractions. There's fewer noise. There's less things to take my attention away. No one sees the 1 million tabs open on my computer and my desktop that's cluttered with files and folders which is very representative of my brain. Somehow I coasted through elementary school, middle school, high school, college, grad programs. And really I figured out how to achieve success, but it was hard. 
but I used coping skills in my many years of figuring out how to maneuver this to my advantage. I can be outgoing, but I also need to recharge by myself. My thoughts go way faster than my oral speech, causing me to blurt or stumble over my words. I love, 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 love talking to others, but realize that sometimes the conversations truly are one-sided because as much as I want to hear and know the answer to the question I just asked them, I've already drifted off and missed the last five minutes of the climax of their story. And it's embarrassing to have to be like, wait, what? Can you repeat that? Or to ask something that they just said. And so I learned how to just kind of get around it. But I knew these patterns more and more because I had them growing up too. I am always scatterbrained. I lose things. I work slowly. I go through the roller coaster of interest, then boredom, interest, then boredom. I'm overly chatty, impulsive. And then I get really, really anxious, inevitably because it's crunch time. I'm super creative with a vivid imagination, big ideas, visionary, but at the same time, found it hard to get started. Being stuck became the norm for me. Being stuck was viewed as laziness, wasting time, not applying myself, etc. in the eyes of others and sometimes in the words from others to me. But I saw myself in my students. I often did very well with certain ones of them and could communicate really well with their parents because I saw myself in them. And I knew what they needed because I knew what I needed. And all of these flashbacks would fill my mind as I started to connect many of the dots going from year to year to year with different groups of students. So all of my now idle time made me come to the reality of what lingered all along. ADHD undiagnosed ADHD. Everything really started falling apart, I would say August, September 2022. I was literally living deadline to deadline. I shut down a Facebook group. I slowed down on social media. I stopped emailing my email list. I stopped creating TPT resources and at the same time started a membership because, yep, I had that one really, really, really good hyper-focused week in September and randomly started a membership from nothing, like literally from scratch, in eight days. People now relied on me to produce monthly, and there was no way I was going to let them down. But working to completion was hard, like devastatingly hard. But there was no way I could let anyone know. Everything was spiraling out of control And by May, I knew I had to stop my podcast too. Now, backing up a few months, I knew that I needed support to navigate these big feelings. So I started therapy in February of 2023. I was literally at my breaking point of frustration and was so angry with myself at the fact that I wanted to do all of these things. I wanted to do them, but I couldn't. Through therapy, I learned a lot about myself and began to give myself a lot of grace. So I'm going to, in a sense, push a fast forward button now and just kind of share timestamps, but I'm not going to go too in depth. But of course, if you want to know more, I am an open book and you can reach out to me and ask any questions that you might have. But I'm going to get to the main reason for this episode, which is where I've been. I ended up seeing a psychiatrist in May of 2023, 
It was in this moment that I felt seen. I felt heard for the first time, literally, in my life. It was both scary and exciting at the same time. It was super sad, but also so incredibly relieving at the same time. Her recommendation was to get a psych evaluation. So I met with another psychologist early in June. Again, at this appointment, I felt seen. I felt heard. I felt understood. I felt validated. He referred me to testing, which took place mid-July. So after a four-hour nonstop testing block, like who would ever think that's a good idea for someone who has focus and attention issues, but I, I had to do it. And after that testing, I had to wait about two weeks for the results. So at the very end of July, I was given a 16-page report that literally dissected me to a T. And after an hour and a half of him explaining every single page and every single test result to me, I saw the diagnosis that was ADHD combined type. That is both hyperactive and inattentive. Whoa. Everything made sense. I suddenly became more aware of my actions and my mannerisms. I could start replaying things back in my brain. Everything was heightened. I saw my psychologist in town a week later and gave her the paperwork. And within a week, I started taking Adderall. And here we are today. I am back on the air. And while this is a pretty complex journey and I still have daily challenges to conquer, I literally feel like a brand new person. I began sleeping through the night, organizing my thoughts better, completing tasks. I literally sometimes ask myself out loud, like, who in the heck are you? I I saw myself as creative and beautiful and funny and kind, and those were all the things that I failed to see in my blurred and my masked vision and version of myself. I am different, but... It isn't a bad thing. It's just different. My brain is wired differently, but I now have been able to identify the gifts and talents I do have, and I can use those strengths to my advantage. So here we are, October 2nd, when this is airing, and I am about two months into medication. I cannot believe what my life is like now. After my first dose, I felt focused and powered through my to-do list. I remember getting in the car at the end of the day and crying. I literally sat there and cried in disbelief of what I accomplished. Something that would take weeks to do got done in just an afternoon. Now again, like I said, I still have my daily challenges. It's not like this is just like magically making everything better. That is not how this works. But it definitely is allowing me to find success and achievement in those things that I want to do, those things that I am passionate about. I can be able to focus on those things and work toward a plan to getting those things done. So where have I been? Prioritizing myself, my health, and my needs. Finally showing up for me and putting myself first making hard but necessary decisions to alleviate pressure and stress and disappointment, being kind to myself, informing myself and unmasking, informing others, opening up to family, close friends, 
and now to all of you, all for the first time, being proud of who I am and acknowledging my gifts and my talents, even though in the midst of brain and physical chaos, things can look kind of crazy. Quieting the noise is what I've been up to. Making choices for me based on what I want and not what others want. Reclaiming my identity. I have been up to a lot. Through careful auditing, I have slowly added things back into business, and this podcast is one of the final elements that I'm inserting back into my craft. I cannot tell you how thrilled I am to be recording right now, knowing that this episode and all the ones to follow are going to appear on your phones Monday mornings, so make sure you are following for those notifications. But I am back. I am healthier. I have tools along with a support system of accountability. I am here to dive into all things literacy, and next week we are getting back to the content. But I really, really want to say thank you for supporting me and for extending understanding and grace when I had to step away. For seeing me as a human and not as a machine who can just crank out resources, podcast episodes, emails, social media, and more. For allowing me to take off the mask and present myself as who I am. There is a lot of truth to putting on your oxygen mask first, and I learned that firsthand. If you are overwhelmed, struggling to keep up, tired, or just in need of a break, I want to encourage you to pause. Be kind to yourself and give yourself the pause that you need, and do it unapologetically and without explanation. Just do what is best for you. I am going to end this episode here, but please, please, please join me next Monday. I am energized and ready to serve you all. I am back. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.